The Coaching You Podcast is presented by Huddle Basketball and Huddle Assist, your best solution to capture and analyze every aspect of the game from the first tip to the final buzzer. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, presented by Huddle and Huddle Assist. I'll tell you what, this is going to be one of the great podcasts of the year. Scott Drew, national champion, Baylor University, is our guest, and he goes through everything. So after this quick timeout, come back, and you're going to hear an epic Scott Drew. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just a box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like the line, like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's H-U-D-L dot com slash assist to learn more. MindView is an amazing, amazing company that literally is just releasing a platform. They have developed an incredible assessment that we have just totally, totally been blown away with. Because on this assessment that you can take in a matter of 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes on your phone, the things that you've never been able to measure before, like resilience, grit, hope, adaptability, all these things, they are able to measure them as to how you're thinking and feeling right now. This is a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I'm a strength finder guy. I love all that. But MindView is the latest technology. It is just literally coming on the market right now. The platform that they've created is second to none. The emphasis right now on your players' mental wellness is unprecedented. I'm sold on MindView. Now it's your turn. For more information about MindView, M-I-N-D-V-U-E, please contact the COO, Cleet McQuinn. His email is cmcquinn at mindview.com or visit their website at mindview.com. What a thrill to have the national championship coach scott drew as our guest today scott welcome my friend well thank you very much for having me you know i'm 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 really was looking forward to the championship game as everyone in america was one versus two rarely happens and all of a sudden i'm saying you know beforehand you handle houston so well in the semis i'm saying boy this defense i don't know who can win and gonzaga they're just america's team i think you know and and so, you know, you know, I think a little more than half the country's rooting that. But from start to finish, you dominate the game. So as my question is, as you're winning your first championship, what is running through your mind as the clock is winding down to zero? <laughs> well, you know, coaches, first of all, we've seen all these comebacks on sports center so uh you don't want to be one of those teams so no matter what lead you don't feel like it's safe 
when we did empty uh, uh, the benches out, both teams uh, at that point, uh, I did I did take a second to uh, just to look around and uh, try to take it in from the standpoint. Uh, several coaches had given me that advice before the final four. They said, make sure you look around and just take it in because it's not every day you get an opportunity to be in that position. And I wanted to see the uh, family, friends, loved ones, uh, players, teams, uh, 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 GAs, managers, everyone in our party because for four weeks we'd been together. And uh, once that final horn went off, uh, wanted to make sure that uh, Coach Few knew um, just how much I appreciated uh, his friendship and uh, uh, what an unbelievable year they had. And, uh, I mean, 1976 was the last time someone went undefeated. It's extremely hard to do, and they were they were right there. So uh, kind of all that stuff, uh, and then, then obviously a lot of hugs and celebration right after the buzzer goes off. It was really special. And I know having your dad there and, uh, and, and Bryce with him sitting there, that, that was also very special to you. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, uh, I know they were, here's, here's what my dad always says. And, and I didn't really realize it at that point. Uh, but I do when I watch my brother play and that is, it's harder to watch, uh, someone else's games than your own games that you love. And, so, like, when my brother plays, I get more nervous, uh, and you have no impact, obviously. So those games are more stressful for me than our own games. So I could just imagine uh, my dad and brother uh, watching games. And my brother, he's, he's, he, he believes in uh, routines and superstitions a little bit. And, uh, uh, sometimes he's watching our games. We don't do well. He's switching rooms and whatnot. So I know uh, uh, he, was, he was dialed in, praying and intense all game long. And uh, uh, what I really uh, enjoyed was – Right afterwards, the NCA had worked out where all of us that uh, uh, hadn't been a chance had a chance to hug our families uh, were able to do that after the game in uh, the convention center, and that was really cool. Um, uh, especially, uh, I mean, for us that have kids, uh, I hadn't had a chance to hug my kids in a minute. So uh, four weeks with just waving at them, looking at them. Uh, so it was great to uh, give them a hug after the game as well. That's an amazing sacrifice to go through, and and that's the, what. You know, the outside folks don't understand what college coaches had to go through this year. It was absolutely amazing and uh, and a hell of a sacrifice, especially the bubble. You know, I mean, it accomplished what it was intended to do, and Dan Gavin and his staff did a great job. But, boy, what a sacrifice you guys had to make in the players, too. Well, I, I tell you, the players all year long were unbelievable as far as what they've sacrificed to be able to, to play the game that they love. And then, uh, like you said, as far as uh, uh, Dan Gavitt and his group did an amazing job to make sure that we had uh, a college basketball tournament. As far as uh, it, it, it was tough not seeing your family for, for several weeks, but I, I can tell you this, there was nobody that wanted to leave the bubble. And that that's because uh, uh, you dream of an opportunity to be a part of March Madness. You dream of an opportunity to be in a Final Four. Uh, and, and a year ago, I mean, we had we had a great team and we we're poised to be uh, uh, and in position to be a number one seed for the first time in school's history. And then the NCAA tournament's canceled and I tell you what that did is it made everybody appreciate the NCAA tournament that much more. So uh, this is a memory that will will stick with uh, uh, our players for a lifetime. And I'm sure uh, they'll be telling stories to their kids and grandkids one day. And uh, again, can't thank uh, uh, Dan Gavitt and his staff for, for putting everything together and allowing us to have the NCAA tournament this year. 
Scott, I know you're a guy that tries to keep things in the present. Talk about, and I, and I, I remember, it's, even though it was 30-plus years ago, I remember each parade that we had in Detroit when the Pistons won the world championship. Talk about the parade, you know, going through Waco just, you know, probably about two weeks ago. Uh, you know, talk about what that was like, and the people of that town just had to be so excited. Well, I, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, the best thing about surprises is uh, it, it surprises you. And that's exactly what happened with the parade from the standpoint. Uh, a lot of our players said they had no idea Waco had this many people. <laughs> and and it, was, it, was, it was 10 to 12 blocks packed. And uh, 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 I know as a coach, I couldn't be more thankful for uh, the support that they showed our team throughout the years and um, to see them uh, be happy and able to, to celebrate this championship. And uh, as you know, uh, say to Stex, uh, the state of Texas has had so many great players and teams over the years, but only one championship. And that was 1966. And obviously we did a movie on that. So uh, this is, this is a championship for the state as well um, because they, uh, the high schools, um, the universities have put so many resources and uh, uh, um, time and effort to develop basketball in the state. And there's been so many great players that have come through the state. It's great that uh, the state gets a championship as well. Now, I heard you plug in to try to get a movie probably on Netflix or something. But the key, <laughs> the, the, the big question is who's going to play Scott Drew? I know it's going to be the most handsome leading man in, in all of Hollywood. But And then more importantly than who plays JT Jerome Tang. I mean, man, yeah. I guarantee you he's already picked out some darn good-looking brother to be him. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I think he he already he already has dibs on Denzel or something. Oh, I, yeah, I said, Hollywood's yeah. in trouble with me because I don't know if they can find anyone that. Ugly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, uh, uh, John Lee Hancock is a yeah uh, one of the most famous movie directors. Did the Rookie, the Alamo Blindside. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, he was, he, he, he goes to our games. He was at all, all the, uh, NCAA tournament games. And I had to make sure that he knew that, uh, uh it's his turn now because a couple of years ago, he said, when we win a championship, he's doing the movie. So uh, I, I, I had to remind him. About I saw it. you call him out. I saw you did that. That was when you do it on national TV, it's hard to say, well, I, I didn't say that. Yeah. But, uh, he, <laughs> you did. You did. yeah, so that, that, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I think, I, I think that's. What what have you been surprised about most that's happened to you since <laughs> in the last few weeks? Yeah. You know, um, it, well, you you, you know, uh, uh, I, I think the biggest the biggest thing is we've been in this community for eighteen years, and uh, just to see the excitement of everybody. Uh, I mean. As you know, when you're at a place for 18 years, you probably eat at the same restaurants, do the same things. <laughs> the only difference is now uh, you walk in and everyone wants a picture or an autograph. And you're like, <laughs> so that, 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 that's a little different because uh, you got to take a little more time everywhere you go. But the great thing about that is just to, uh, to see the excitement of everybody and um, to feel like, I mean, coaches, uh, uh, and, and, and I would assume uh, you feel the exact same way, like when, when the Pistons won the championship. I mean, all parents, when their kids are opening up Christmas presents and they're all happy, you're happy. You yes. Know? So as a coach, seeing other people happy, that's like the best thing that could, uh, uh, could happen. So to see everybody celebrate and enjoy this championship, to see our players walking across campus and uh, all the students being so excited about that. I mean, that's, that, that, that's a great feeling. And uh, 
I don't know how long it'll it'll continue. Uh, I know uh, we're always uh, in coaching. You're always focused on the next year, the next game, the next play. Um, but uh, whenever whenever uh, we wake up and we're a little tired, we say they're championship problems, and those are good problems. Those are to good have, problems. Right? <laughs> That's good trouble, as they say. You know, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you the answer to that test. How long it'll last? Thirty plus years later, I go back to Detroit. I still don't pay for a meal, so you're in good shape, brother. You're wow, in good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you need to move to Detroit. That's a good deal. <laughs> I, I, my wife has suggested that. Yeah, uh, but hey, we're gonna yeah. take a quick time out, Scott. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Brendan Sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops. What if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game, training, and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades? 360 Hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals. The three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet. The uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class. It can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention Coaching You for a 10% discount. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that into Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. You know, Scott, uh, amazing thing that, and, you know, you know, really watched and studied your program for years. And I want to go back the 18 years, you know, you finally become, you well, not finally, you're a young guy. You become the head coach at Valpo. You take over for your dad. You do really well. And then, like, all of a sudden you get offered the job at Baylor. Talk about the decision to do that. You know, to to really leave, and I don't mean this in any way disrespectful, but Valpo's like the home, like, you know, 
for family. And all of a sudden, you're going to go all the way to Waco, Texas, and take over a program that's fallen on some tough times outside of basketball. What what went through you and your family's mind? Good question. The, fir- the first thing is uh, uh, Valpo was was home, and, and we had had a lot of success there. And uh, uh, I know... Uh, it, it's it's always hard leaving home and leaving family. But uh, uh, one thing that uh, I've always done and uh, learned it from my mom and dad, obviously their influence, and that's uh, you pray about everything. And and I always had a goal to to go to a, a school and be in a conference where you have a chance to compete for national championships. And uh, the Big Twelve in the last seven years, six years, it's been the top ranked conference in the country. And um, back then, when when I came to the Big Twelve, I mean. You had uh, Kelvin Sampson, you had uh, Rick Barnes, you had Bob Knight. I mean, uh, you had the uh, who's who of coaches, and uh, I, I wanted to compete at the highest level. But uh, prayed about it, felt led to come uh, to Baylor, and I and I really uh, believed in the mission of the uh, leaders of the school at that time. I mean, they they really had a vision to uh, uh, enhance and improve uh, uh, everything on campus. Uh, um, and it's it's amazing how much money they've spent on uh, uh, expanding and new buildings uh, since I've been here. And uh, you look at uh, 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 the success in all the sports. Fourteen out of the seventeen sports are ranked in the top twenty-five this year. So a lot of success across across the board. But uh, you come down here to uh, uh, Baylor, and uh, the good thing is um, a lot of a lot of teams have been successful. And, and you appreciate it more the longer it takes to do something. In uh, 2010, we're at the lead eight, and you lose to Duke, who wins it all. 2012, you're at the lead eight, you lose to Kentucky, who wins it all. And then now you have a chance to uh, uh, go to a Final Four. And because you didn't get there a couple times, it means even that much more to you. And you know what a blessing it is. And then uh, 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 basically you win the, win the championship, and everyone gets to celebrate it together. But it goes back to... Uh, uh, the blueprint that my dad kind of uh, laid out and helped teach me at Valpo just to what they were able to do. It was a small uh, uh, private Christian school that never won before. Digger Phelps told my dad, don't go there. No one's won there. It's a dead-end job. But I saw uh, how he built that program, and I thought we could do the exact same thing at Baylor. And then the last thing I'll say, because I know this is a real long answer, but you you, you helped build our program too because you've talked to our staff. You, yep. You've helped give input and friendship, and uh, we both know one thing and that is if you don't have a great staff you're not going to be a good head coach if you don't have great players you're not going to be a, a good head coach so uh, we've really uh, uh, been blessed to have great players I've been blessed to have a great staff and because of that um, we've been successful that's a great answer and don't worry about going long that's why this is a podcast not an interview on, <laughs> on the news station but you know you you a really amazing thing first of all how many coaches can last 18 years in a program nowadays. I mean, you know, we're in ADD administrations almost where people, you know, if you don't do well last week, even if you went to a tournament, you don't do well for a year or two, bang, you're out. Uh, You know, but I think one of the things that really, also the other thing is really good young coaches. I'm seeing this across the country. Really good young coaches, early, mid-30s. They're with a head coach that brought them to a school at a young age, and after four or five years, they think they're ready to be a head coach now, and they run away and be a head coach at a very low major school. And I say, why? You know, why? Mm-hmm. And, and 
you know, you've had incredible, incredible success. You've got assistants, especially, you know, your top guy, Jerome Tang, that's been with you all 18 years. How does that come about? It's a great well, tribute well, to for, both. Yeah, for, first and foremost, as you know, um, because you, you've been with our staff, uh, iron sharpens iron. And I think uh, uh, um, working for my dad, he really delegated a lot and he gave a lot of responsibility. And he gave he, he allowed uh, uh, us to have a lot of input. And as you know, when you're working at a place where uh, basically uh, you're given the freedom and, and respect and opportunity to grow as a coach each and every day, uh, and your your opinion is valued and respected, that's helpful. And and that's what I try to do with with our staff is uh, uh, give them as much opportunity to uh, grow and be as successful as they can and. Uh, I listen to them because uh, uh, as a head coach, I want to have smarter uh, coaches around me than I am. So, and that's not hard to do, you know. So, <laughs> but but uh, uh, but what I what, what what I've been blessed is is through those years, um, uh, they've been extremely uh, uh, loyal and, and and appreciative as well. And that's why when you hire a staff, it's so important uh, that you first and foremost find people you want to spend time with and uh coach tang and i call it doing life together i mean we've been together for 18 years we see each other more than uh, uh we sure. see anybody else because you know coaches we're always in the office we're always working we're always on the phone so uh uh you gotta hire people that you want to be around and you want to do life with and then uh, uh our administration has done a tremendous job in giving us the resources uh to keep people uh that have done a great job and so it it, it allows them to not just take another job because uh, financially they have to, um, but they can they can be more selective. And Coach Tang has had opportunities to be sure. a head coach, and he's prayed about it. And when God tells him to go, he will go. Until that time, uh, hopefully we can keep winning championships together. And that's for all our staff because um, Coach Mills uh, did a phenomenal job for us for 14 years, and now Oral Roberts, he takes him to the Sweet 16 and – Grant McCaslin did a phenomenal job for his staff, and uh, uh, he did. They they went beat Purdue in the NCAA tournament, uh, and then my brother's taken three schools. Uh, he took Valpo, Vanderbilt, and GCU all to the NCAA tournament. So for one shining moment to see uh, all of us uh, on there at the same time, that was really cool. By the way, yeah. but uh, uh, and Coach Driscoll, he's I, I, yeah. it's hard to keep up with the championships he's won. I think it's three of the last five or six. So he's done an unbelievable job at uh, uh, North Florida. And he's the only guy that when he gets older, he gets more energy. And that's like impossible because he had so much energy here. Uh, and, and he was the one that really did a great job helping all, all, all our coaches become better coaches because he was the experienced guy, the vet on our staff, and uh, deserves so much uh, credit that we've had uh, at, at, at Baylor. And last, uh, uh, the one thing I'll tell you is, uh, he's the one that turned us all on to coffee and helped us be able to have energy for all these years. So we appreciate him for that as well. <laughs> him and his Dunkin' Donuts, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, Matthew is special and uh, one of my favorites and uh, just been a great friend for years. But what a staff. What an amazing, amazing staff that is. And that's, uh, you know, and you sounded, when you were talking, you sounded just like, I closed my eyes and it sounded just like Chuck Daly talking. You know, and uh, no, and I mean that in a, the ultimate compliment in that he's he used to always say, you know, and this guy is like, I mean, and I've worked with Yubi, Fratello, him, Lenny Wilkins, mm -hmm. and he's the greatest of all time. And, and, and he would always say, 
if you're not better than me, you're none of my staff. And I used to say, I couldn't be better than you in a hundred years, right? You know, but that's how he, he made you feel. As George Raveling says, he, it's, he put a little invisible sign around your neck saying, you, I appreciate you, you're important to me. And you know what? That's more than money. You know, it's just so, so valuable. You did something amazing, I thought, in your recruiting over the years. I thought you really recruited tremendous four- and five-star players, you know, right over the years, really tremendous success. Mm -hmm. But then it looked like I looked down the court this year, and I was saying to myself, my man only has one four-star player out there. But what a, what a team he has. What a team. Conscious, unconsciously, did that happen? Well, um, they're five-star players I, I, now. The way they yeah. play, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they play. Um, they're lottery I, picks. Some of them, you know. So yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, high school I, I wise, think, yeah. I, I think I think with that, that uh, uh, it's a it's it's a great question, and uh, um, I, I tell you, early on when you're, uh, we we had to bring in talent right away because obviously sure. half our team was walk-ons in our first year, and uh, so you're recruiting and you're just trying to to bring in as many uh, 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 players that can compete at this level as possible. But uh, I think early on, uh, and I don't know if this is for all young people, but uh, for me, um, I think you, you tend to trust other people more than you trust yourself sometimes when it comes to evaluate. And if, if people are ranked high uh, uh, and are good players, you tend to just assume uh, they know they, they know more than you do. Um, but I think the, the longer I've coached, the more our staff is, is, has done a good job. You, you, you take the uh, uh, opinions of the people that rank people, but at the same time, uh, you're also more apt to take uh, risks and trust your own eyes. And what I mean by that is uh, Royce O'Neal was a zero-star guy, and now he's with the Jazz. Uh, Torian Prince was a zero-star guy, and, uh, you know, he's starting uh, uh, with Cleveland. And then you have uh, Pierre Jackson signed a couple contracts, and he was a zero-star guy coming out. So uh, wow. I think it, it, the longer we've gone, the more um, – we we trusted what we what we know will be successful in our system and identified that and our staff deserves all the credit for that. At the same time, there's 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 four and five star guys that really fit our culture and we'll recruit the heck out of them. And if God blesses us with them, that's awesome. Uh, we'll be a part of their lives and their journey. If if he doesn't, then as you know, um, I think this is what makes coaching so so enjoyable and fun, and that is. Uh, learning from my dad you take your roster and you adjust your coaching style based on your roster 100 percent. people want to know like why we switch from the zone well when when we had six eleven three men and six eleven fours and seven one fives you, you, you had a syracuse front line so you're playing more zone yeah you know and now when you have a smaller lineup uh that's that, that that's better uh uh uh, uh, impacting the ball and getting after you defensively. And if you're playing three or four guards, you go more, man. So uh, uh, we've always adjusted what we've done based on the personnel we've we've had. But uh, I, I think uh, regardless if you're a zero star or five star, we really tried to identify who will fit in and uh, be successful in our program. And again, um, I know I'm not the best coach for certain players and I know there's certain players out there that 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 will thrive in our system and and I'll do a great job coaching. So I think the key is players finding what programs they they can thrive and 
and developing and coaches finding uh, players that uh, uh, they can do the same with their program. And, you know, we spend so much more time with our guys nowadays uh, because of the rules and allowing us to, I mean, basically it's year round. You're with your guys and you're able to work them out uh, except for a couple weeks here and there. So uh, you really got to get people you want to work with and be around because you see with the transfer portal, if, if they don't like you or you don't like them, uh, you, you you're got, going you in got it. half the team leaving every year. <laughs> I, I want to talk about that when we come back after this quick timeout with Scott Drew. Prepare like the pros with the new FastDraw. FastDraw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With FastDraw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content and resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10, that is CU10, to receive 10% off your next Fast Model purchase. Scott, you uh, started to allude to one of the things I thought your 113, I call it, your, or as you... You know, at coaching you, we referred to it as the Baylor zone. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I thought it made a huge impact on college basketball. I actually took it to pro basketball because no one in pro basketball or any basketball can stop the middle pick and roll, right? No one. It's the hardest mm-hmm. play in basketball to defend. And, you know, I remember we were playing someone once in, in the league and, you know, we're getting our ass kicked every night and, and our we had Eddie Curry with the Knicks as our center, and he had no lateral movement. And and Kobe and LeBron are coming off the pick, and it's not even fair to the kid. And so I remember saying, "Let's just go tandem with the guards and go one one three And now, and the rest of the staff is looking like I am speaking a foreign language because they are not college coaches that don't follow college, and no one would understand it. And so I put it in practice, and we couldn't score. And we had Jamal Crawford, Stefan Marbury as our guards. We're pretty good. And, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, they say, why is that happening? Well, we're switching guard to guard as he comes off the pick. Mm-hmm. And if he rolls the lane, there's the center catching him. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And if he comes out on the popping out of the corner, you got a wing up there to defend him. And I really mm-hmm. think that pro basketball hasn't used it enough. Interesting, you know. But the biggest thing, there's such a successful defense. The way you had your forwards up, incredible. Uh, but so that's a darn good defense and really gave people had to prepare big time for you guys. And all of a sudden now, you switched to the man-to-man. I'll tell you what, the man-to-man that you were playing this year, it's the best defense I've seen in years in in college basketball. Years. I've never seen pressure on the ball, containment of the ball, and guys that are getting denied on the wings. I mean, it was a, a spectacular job of teaching and coaching and performing, executing by those guys to get it. How did you, I, I, I know smaller guys, but you really have guys that could execute it. I mean, I mean, geez, I mean, it's almost like you're, you know, each one of your guys on the perimeter can really guard. How did, how did you develop that as a unit? 
Well, I think uh, uh, going back to like when you when you use the the one one three with the Knicks, I mean, if it fits your personnel, um, it can be it can be really beneficial. And uh, Davion Mitchell was Defensive Player of the Year, and you put him on the top of of any defense that you you you're aggressive and allow him to get after the ball uh, and impact the ball. That's going to mess up everyone's offense to begin with. Sure. And then after that, uh, we've had people. Uh, that have been in our program for a couple of years now. And, you know, when you last year we played the same type of man defense and, you know, the longer people are with you, the more, just like when you're winning the championships with the Pistons, you, you get a feel for each other. You know how to make up for each other's weaknesses and help out each other. Um, but, yeah, Davion, uh, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Mark Vidal, who was uh, a, a top 15 Defensive Player of the Year and finalist for the Naismith Award and Jared Butler. So when you have three of the top defenders in college basketball, yeah, no matter what defense you play, you're probably going to be pretty good. But credit credit the um, the staff, Coach Tang, doing a great job uh, uh, breaking down and 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 uh, helping lead our defense as far as uh, what we need to do rotations and uh, him and him and Coach Brooks uh, 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 spend most of the time focusing on that and. They did a phenomenal job uh, helping people improve, and because of that, everybody benefits. And um, the easiest way to score, no matter what basketball level you're at, is transition. And if you can get out and transition, uh, that those are easy. So uh, we were able to do that because of uh, the defensive end of things and just uh, how hard our guys would compete and play on the defensive end and uh, uh, credit them for uh, buying in and wanting to get better and wanting to improve. Uh, and and um, a lot of our players went from good defensive players to great defensive players. Yeah, I thought uh, Vital was a combination of Rick Mahorn and Dennis Rodman. I mean, just hey, that's a pretty good combination. Yeah, <laughs> I should be his agent, right? Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he, he just plays so hard, he, and he's such a physically imposing guy, and he looks like he's got just a great spirit about him as a competitor. You know. Uh, and and Mitchell, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone, uh, to me, improve and come from almost nowhere to being one of the premier guys. I don't care what number he's drafted, you know, because a lot of mistakes are made in the NBA draft, like in the NFL draft. But that guy will be an NBA all-star player, no doubt in my mind, you know, because he's the total package. As long as he just remains a humble self, he, he, he has sky's the limit for him, you know, as far as a defender and stuff, and which makes him a hell of an offensive player. And the way he goes downhill on offense, amazing player to me. Uh, and as good as Butler is, uh, you know, Mitchell's really got a chance to be something special. Scott, when your offense, and that's what I wanted to get to, I saw your offense, uh, and I watch every college team every game on TV, your offense to me, you know, I thought Mark Few's offense was beautiful. It was gorgeous. They executed, they flowed beautifully. But your offense was so similar. It was the most, I think, closest thing I saw to an NBA offense this year in that great spacing was downhill on the dribble, but also what you did that NBA teams do is you constantly got mismatches and then exploited them. How did you kind of work to get that into your system? You know the way you, you know, as a coach. Yeah. Well, the the uh, to begin with, you got to have guys that share the ball and, right. and 
are willing to uh, make plays for each other and willing to take advantage of mismatches because some sometimes you know people get what's my turn offense. And, yes, uh, it doesn't matter who has the advantage or what. It, it, I got to get a shot because it's my turn. <laughs> and uh, we didn't we didn't have that. We had guys that uh, shared the ball, looked uh, uh, good, better, best, um, and. Because they played for the teammates and others, it allowed the ball to move. And if the ball moves, you're going to find advantages, mismatches, better scoring opportunities. Um, Coach Coach Jakus uh, uh, on her staff uh, um, brings an international influence. He coached professionally over there and uh, uh, has done a great job in helping uh, offense continue to get better and better. And this past year, uh, Gonzaga had the number one offense. We had the number two in Kim Palm Analytics. So uh, both of us were uh, the the best in college basketball and both a lot of similarities um, from the standpoint uh, that ball moved. And uh, usually uh, uh, players uh, were put in positions where they're driving long closeouts or having advantages. And when you have multiple people that can make plays, uh, it makes it a lot easier, obviously. You know, um, uh, the more a coach has to do to create offense, the longer that year is for them. And if you got players that uh, uh, can make plays and will share the ball, offense becomes a, a lot easier. And uh, I thought in the, the championship game, uh, especially uh, it, it, uh, uh, in, in the NCAA tournament, we were really good prior to our COVID pause. And then when we came back, um, our offense was 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 good, but our defense had had struggled a little bit, so we couldn't get in transition like we yeah. like we used to. And then after we were able to practice some after a Big Twelve tournament, uh, and our defense started to return to where it was, our offense was able to go to that next level because now you're really good in the half court, but uh, you excel in transition and we're able to get out on the break and that, that keeps you from going in walls and scoring droughts. And uh, you, you talked about Mark vital. And uh, one thing I think in the last five or six years, we've been one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country for a reason. And we have great players that buy in to, to, to play extremely hard, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, offensive rebounding sets the tone and, uh, keeps you from scoring drops as well. And you looked at, at the beginning of the game, uh, Mark was uh, setting, the, setting the tone early uh, with just how uh, aggressive and how efficient he was on the offensive glass forces, which is what he does. And that's that's partly why after our Wisconsin game, uh, uh, Russell Wilson reached out to him and wanted to know if he wanted to play tight end. And I said, no, we, we're trying to win a championship here. <laughs> let, let Russell worry about his own tight end right now. We, we need you on the basketball court. Surprised today. Russell didn't want him to block for him, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> keep him safe. Uh, yeah. you, you, you mentioned, Scott, you know, you got Coach Jacobs on your staff. How do you uh, were able to poach him away from Gonzaga? How did that happen? Well, I- yeah, well, he was he was a GA for us uh, uh, originally, uh-huh. and then uh, went and worked with Gonzaga and uh, uh, Coach Few. Um, he, he started here, so uh, uh, it, it, the great thing is his family uh, really enjoys uh, Waco, Texas. Too. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, a couple of things that I I really took away when you guys got home, there was something I I got on my Twitter feed that showed our friend Alvin Brooks. Uh, coming uh-huh. up, and his two little boys waiting on the, waiting for him to greet him and stuff. And, and when he came home, and the way they jumped in his arms after being away a month, I, I that was that touched my heart so much. He's a special guy, and so happy that you know his dad and their, you know you know got the job at you know over at Lamar and stuff like that. 
You know? So, so when you were talking about the sacrifices in the bubble, that was yeah. that was it originally what came to my mind was yeah. that picture with his two boys waiting uh, at the end of the driveway for him to come home. Was that uh, cute? Uh, that yeah, that 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 was a great great picture that he that he tweeted out. Uh, at the same time, I mean, he it was it was a uh, uh, the final four week. <laughs> him and his dad, he he said, you know, on Tuesday, Dad, I'm not going to talk to you anymore because we play on Saturday. So I told. I told dad, I said, Papa Brooks, I'll still talk to you. I don't know about your son, but I'm good all week. I'm going <laughs> to say hi when I see you in the hotel. All right. <laughs> but, but it was, it was one thing that, that that's really good about that is the week before the final four, you can, you, you get to talk about the other school and obviously coach Samson's such a great coach. You get to brag about him and coach Brooks, what uh, he's done for basketball, not only in Houston, but in the state of Texas, you get yep. to brag about him. And then when you play, it's tough, whoever goes home. But the great thing is, um, whoever, you know, one Brooks family member is going to play for a national championship. Was, so yeah. I know his dad was really excited yeah. um, that his son was able to do that. And coach Brooks uh, 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 has done an amazing job, uh, especially during the pandemic with uh, be ready and uh, things that he's done to help uh, influence and improve uh, not only uh, the basketball world, but uh, uh, American general. Oh, that's awesome! Hey, at the end of every game, when you win or lose, but you don't lose too darn often. Uh, but when, <laughs> at the end of every game, when you win, I notice your team. No matter what, your former circle, and uh, tell us what happens in that circle. Well, well that uh, Pastor uh, Brewer always closes us in prayer, and yep. um, we start the game in prayer, we end the game in prayer, and. At the end of the day, we're all blessed to have an opportunity to be on this earth for it's a short period of time. As we know, the older both of us get, the more we realize what a blessing it is. And uh, uh, you just want to take advantage each and every day that you have. And, and and being a man of faith as you are and stuff, how big a role is that, you know, when you're developing young people, how 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 important is that? You know, I know we're there as basketball coaches, but you're there to develop men. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about winning a game of life, and as we know, the game of life is a lot more important than, than a 40 minute game. So sure. you've been in the NBA, you win a lot, you lose a lot in college, you win a lot, you lose a lot. But uh, we, we got to win the game of life and uh, eternity is a long time. And so we want to all be in heaven together. <laughs> That's first and foremost. And the great thing about Baylor is um, uh, uh, we, we try to prepare champions for life. So it's not just basketball, but it's uh, spiritual, it's academic, and it's character formation. And that way, when people leave your program, uh, as you know, you can be a really talented player, but if you don't have the other stuff, uh, you're not going to make it. And you make all, all the money in the world. Well, that's why, what, 65% of NBA players are bankrupt after five years. So uh, you got you got to develop the, the, the total package. And uh, uh, spiritual, academic, and character are all part of that. I love that. Uh, and then my favorite, my absolute favorite, Scott, and I think it's so who you are, is I know after you win a championship, you're up all night. You can't sleep. Your, your adrenaline's flowing and everything. But the next day, you know, you do your press conference. Now you're getting on your bus and you're finally going home. And there you are carrying bags and putting them on the darn bus. Why would you do that? And I, why would you do that? Why, why would you? Jesus came to serve. If he came to serve, we are all servants. So, uh, and, and you know what? We wanted to take everything back. The NCA really decorates your room and team room and everything really cool with this final four stuff. So we wanted to make sure we brought it all back. But, uh, uh, 
servant leadership, you, 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 you know all about servant yeah. leadership because you've been a servant leader. Uh, and that's what we try to do as well. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a compliment. One of my players gave me recently. And, uh, and it, I'll tell you what, of all the things that have happened to me and everything, I'm going to say this and you will love it. Some of our listeners will say, what the heck did he just say to him? And I'm going to say, you're one of the best foot washers I've ever met, brother. You, uh-huh. you are, Appreciate you, that. you are a special man. And, uh, and that's why, you know, it's, just, I, I, I couldn't be more thrilled for you, Scott. Uh, yeah. You know, all champions are deserving, but you know, your leadership provided all this and your players played the way you lead and coach. And, uh, and, and, and it's a real tribute to you and to the great Baylor program that you you've developed. And, uh, thank you so much. I, if we were, for our listeners, we were going to do this after win 16, and we had a blow in the schedule. We were going to play Kansas, Oklahoma, and I think Texas on the road. And I said, oh, no, I'm not going to do this, and he loses a game. No, I always say, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the end of the year, and God willing, he'll win the championship. So I'm so glad we had patience. Uh, but thank you again for taking the time to do this, Scott. Well, thank you for all that you do, and thank you for your friendship, and thanks for helping us uh, get to this championship point because uh, coaching you is definitely a part of that. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Next year, as they always say, uh, all summer long, everyone's going to say, you know, so what do we do to repeat? And that'll be one of the things we'll talk about in the off season. Scott Drew, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Wow, what a guy. I mean, he's a great, great friend of coaching you. We've been down and worked with his staff uh, – you know, over the years and uh, just love being down there because, uh, you know, he one of the keys to Scott is he's a, you know, he's a growth mindset and he is in, never stops learning and he's got a staff full of those kind of guys and and that's what makes them so special. But really listen to the things that he said when you listen to this a second time because what he d- talked about was the high character people and really fitting your team, your style of play to your team, but most importantly that you're developing players for life, whether you're at the high school, college, or pro level. If you don't take that mission as your main purpose, the main thing is the main thing, that's what it is. But this is a guy that had one of the best zone defenses in basketball, and he flipped it from man-to-man, and he'll tell you the results are extraordinary. Took players that were transfers from other schools and made them and absolutely incredible. Beat a team that some people were saying the weekend of the Final Four, Gonzaga's the best team in the history of college basketball, and beat them from start to finish. Tremendous, tremendous coach, and a great year for Baylor basketball. And it was a thrill to have Scott take the time to do this for us. So, till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. 